Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 464 of the RV Podcast. I'm Mike Wendlin, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And, and Bo is giving us a weather forecast. Yeah. We are inside our Montana recording this today, and uh, Mike and I are sitting close together. And we know that, like that. thunder and lightning is coming because Bo just crawled under this little table. He insists upon being by our feet. We should tell everybody that you can uh, watch the video version of this podcast on the RV Lifestyle YouTube channel. And of course, it's also available on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Android Play, whatever, whatever the podcast app that you listen to. And if you don't have any podcast apps, just go to RVLifestyle.com. That's our uh, travel blog. And uh, under the podcast tab, you'll find it. Uh, the show notes for this episode, all the previous episodes as well, and there's a player, so you can listen to it right on your laptop or computer or your your tablet or iPhone. We come to you in many different ways. <laughs> hey, um, we're going to talk today about why you should attend an RV rally, and we are at one right now, and uh, we're actually working on a video that we'll have in, in a week or two, as soon as we can settle down and get some time to edit it, to show you what an, a rally is like. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we are in um, Goshen, Indiana. At the uh, uh, fall 2023 uh, Montana Owners Rally. Now this is a rally that I think is probably one of the best ones we've attended in 12 years of doing the RV lifestyle. This is run not by the manufacturer, Keystone uh, RV manufactures the Montana. Montana's kind of their high-end luxury fifth wheel, and we are in our relatively new, we just bought it this summer, uh, Montana uh, 311 RD. It's 35 feet long. So we've wanted a Montana ever since we started uh, thinking about fifth wheels, and now we have one. And we thought, what better way to really understand our unit is to go to the Owners Club Rally. Now, this is different because this is sponsored by a club. And it's just not any club. This is 19 years of putting on national rallies like this from the Montana owners. Yeah, you get a bunch of owners with their different skills and everything that they've learned through life and get them all to come together and then get those 19 years of experience. It's run beautifully. And there's so many things to do. As I said, we'll have a video a little bit later on. But uh, coming up in our uh, topic of the week, we're going to talk more about why you should go to a rally uh, and uh, give you some ideas of what it's like and some of the things we've learned. And I think I think you'll find it interesting. Um, so um, we're, we're having fun. Um, we, If you're a follower of ours regularly or you caught our new Ask Us Anything that resumed its, uh, its uh, seasonal time now every Sunday night at 7 p.m., you learned yesterday that Bo, our Norwegian elk hound, uh, won first place in his uh, division uh, <laughs> at a pet parade contest that they had here at the uh, rally. Yeah, it was. A, we were just taking Bo to just watch the parade and figured all the cute little dogs in their little costumes. But uh, somebody said, well, get Bo in there, have him walk around and parade with their, all the other puppies. So he did, and he, I think he behaved quite well. He had a great time, uh, and he, uh, we were surprised. In the 50-pound, Bo weighs about 65 pounds, in the 50-pound category, he was judged best in show, 
Now there was only one other dog that uh, came in, and neither Bo or the other dog had a costume. But because uh, the other dog, just like Bo, was going for a walk, and then decided why not join. But hey, a win is a win, right? A win's a win. And Bo got a little uh, certificate, and he had uh, a great time. But more importantly, Bo got a treat. He did. So that uh, was that was hey, that was golden. So we have really enjoyed this rally and uh, we look forward to sharing a little bit later on why you should go to one and then to the video that we're producing uh, that you'll see in a couple of weeks. This is also a very big week in the RV industry because this is the week the Hershey RV Show is underway in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And uh, wow, we love the Hershey RV Show and it feels a little peculiar not being part of it, not being there. This is other than the COVID year. This is the first year that we have not attended the Hershey show. And uh, we decided we wanted to go to this rally. And I'm really glad we did. It was a wise choice that we made, if I say so myself. <laughs> and uh, we've met a lot of new friends here and learned a lot and, and really had a, had a surprisingly good time. Uh, but the Hershey show is on this week and it really kicks off um, the whole RV fall show season. They are, there's going to be now through Thanksgiving pretty much in every part of the country, every region, a, a pretty good uh, sized RV show for you to attend. If you're shopping for an RV, it's the best way to shop because not only do you have a big selection there, but you also have uh, the, probably the best prices. Uh, so uh, check those out. Uh, we list the, the schedule on uh, the uh, RV Lifestyle in the Monday newsletter that we send out. So it's the reason why you should subscribe to our, uh, our newsletter. Uh, but Hershey's a big show. Really, it's 1,500 RVs, and there's so many good deals that you can get when you go to a show like that. Because they don't want to take those rigs back home; they want to sell them, and then you got to you got to get there early. There's a certain excitement about that, getting there and snagging one. But make sure you snag the right one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, yeah, some feedback that we got. We love to share the feedback we got, and we should always tell you that you can reach us anytime online. All you have to do is uh, use our personal email, which is Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. And uh, you want to do the first feedback with okay, Matt? Okay, this is from Joe. And he says, right now, my biggest problem is the process of trading up from a 2021 Coachman Prism Elite 24DSE, which we love, 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 to something with a little more space, a little towing capacity, and a little more CCC. We've zeroed in on either the Integra Esteem 27U or the Thor Quantum KW29. Those are small Class A's, uh, oh. under 30 feet. Yes. And if I trade my prism to a dealer that has an RV we want, the process is easy and there's a huge sales tax benefit. But the trade offers are pretty low. If I uh, sell it myself, I get top dollar. But the process is time-consuming and it has huge tax consequences and again that was from Joe and Joe that is one of the reasons why we end up always uh, pretty much always trading in the RVs that uh, we had when we're buying a new one yes you can sell them yourself and get more money but it takes it's a lot more work you've got to negotiate you got to go back and forth you got to physically get the check you got to make sure the check, check clears <laughs> you got to go to the bank you got to go to your DMV or Secretary of State whoever registers these things you know you got to there's just so many details you have to and then if something goes wrong they're back at you uh, whereas if you trade it in uh, to a dealer 
they handle all of that. They usually give you a pretty good trade on it. And uh, while you might take a bit of a hit financially, it, I, I think it pays off with less of a hassle. And you do get that tax benefit because the down payment, you pay your tax based on the difference between the trade-in value and the value that you pay for your new RV. Whereas if you just sell it outright, you've got lots of hassles, lots more hassles. So um, that's, how, that's how we do it. And it sounds like you're leaning that way. And I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good and choice. And there's always those people that just luck out. They have it there, or they post it in certain places, and they seem to get good people, and it works out great for them. So you've got to, got to figure it out. And we're we're probably going to sell our leisure travel vans Class C in the next couple of months. And uh, I already, I mean, we've kind of people have asked us, and we sort of said that, and people are, oh, well, we want to sell. It. And I think. I don't know. Unless it's really an easy transaction, you know, a cash transaction, I'm going to just go right through probably a dealer again because uh, it's it's just easier. It's less of a hassle. But uh, um, So we'll let you know how it goes. But that's what we've done. That's what we did when we bought this Montana. We traded in our previous fifth wheel. Uh, and since it was fairly new, we got a really good trade-in, and, and it worked out really well. So uh, we think you're you're on the right track there, Joe. Uh, here's another some more feedback this came in from michelle and she says i've wanted to travel full-time in an rv for many years but my health was too poor to do so and now that things are headed in the right direction i'm ready to start making plans i came across your facebook group searching for travel groups my biggest rv related problem is deciding on the layout features for my rv i want to make sure i get something i can live in for at least a year since i plan to rent out my home while i travel i'm going to be uh, traveling primarily by myself so I also need to learn as much as possible about setting a camper up maintaining it troubleshooting as much as possible so much to learn thanks for uh, making me a part of your group I look forward to learning all from you and that's Michelle well Michelle you're doing it right and I really think Michelle really is doing it right because she's renting out her home for a year while she travels she's going to make sure that she really wants to let go of her home when we see people that just abruptly sell their home and all their stuff and they start jump right into full-timing, we always kind of cringe a little because too often that ends up being not a good move. And uh, I would say 50% of the time, those those impulsive full-timers end up coming off the road sooner rather than later. Uh, make sure it's right from you. Uh, there are full-timers, there are long-timers people who go for long periods of time that's what we would kind of count ourselves on and many of the people I've talked to at this rally are also long timers you keep a home base uh, around kids and grandkids and all that stuff um, they're only about 10% if that of our viewers are considered full-timers so it's not a lot of people uh, when you look at the the massive numbers of our viewers um, Long timers, that's another thing. People have a smaller place, they downsize, and then they travel, you know, half, three quarters of the year, but having a place to stay. There's just so many ways you can do the lifestyle. So, And asking all these great questions, and she's really thought this through. Yes, and she's doing it on our RV Lifestyle Facebook group. And if you are not a member of that, 225,000 members we have as of this week. It's growing by up to 2,000, 3,000 every single week. That's how fast that group is growing. 
Wendy Boyer is uh, one of our many moderators who helps keep track of it and keeps everybody behaving right and all the cats herded properly. And uh, <laughs> she does a weekly report on what everybody's been talking about on the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. Here's Wendy with this week's report. Hi, everybody. I'd love to share with you today some ways people have been using the RV Lifestyle Facebook group to help with every stage of their trip planning. Um, take John. So John shared that he just recently retired and he and his wife are planning a trip next summer out west in their fifth wheel. He said his dream vacation would be to head out without any reservations, spending a couple nights here, a week there, just not locked into this rigid reservation schedule and just staying as long as they feel. And he said, is it even possible to travel this way anymore? Well, he got so many responses. Um, of course, some said no, and some said, you know, it really depends on the time of year and where you're going. But the majority said, absolutely, you can do it. They said the key is to stay flexible, to be open to um, realizing you're not always going to get the best campsite in whatever campground you choose. And you might, um, you know, have to do some alternatives like some harvest host spots or maybe some boondocking on federal land. But if you stay flexible, you can absolutely do it. And I thought that was so encouraging uh, for John. And then some other ways people use the group for trips is uh, something that Dawn did. So Dawn is getting ready with her husband to go on a trip to the American Southwest. Looks like they're leaving around Sandusky, Ohio, and going down mostly along Route 66 to Tucson, Arizona. Looks like a great trip. She said they're gonna travel less than 300 miles a day. They're gonna stay in most places two nights. And so she just posted this map for the whole group to see of what their trip route would be and just kind of put it out there. Well, more than 300 people, last I checked, responded. Many were super excited for her. I, I was one of those. Um, but they also, she got a lot of also, she got a lot of practical tips. Like um, many warned her about driving along I-40, especially in Arizona near Williams. Apparently the road is terrible. One poor guy shared that he had $1,000 worth of damage done to his rig just by driving there. Um, others suggested some good campgrounds for her to check out, things to see were also recommended over and over. Um, lots of interesting things there. Uh, one was Big Things in Casey, Illinois was a stop to see. Um, another suggested a state park near Armorillo, Texas that has the second largest canyon in the country just behind Grand Canyon with a wild herd of buffalo. Um, lots of suggestions and excitement around that post. And then finally, on this travel theme, people often post while they're out there on the road and then post a summary when their trip is over. And that's just what TJ did. TJ has been on the road since May and wrapped it up in September. And she's been giving us some pictures and update of her journey. And I know I'm one of many that's been following along. Um, so her final post on this trip was kind of a summary of what they did. She shared that they spent 107 days on the road. They traveled just shy of 11,500 miles. She spent $4,730 on fuel. Um, she showed a map of the country with this big circle of all the states they went to. There were 24 states in all, stayed at 33 RV parks, one state park, one winery. Uh, she said that uh, while she had zero tire blowouts, they did lose an AC to a low hanging wire and they did trade their RVs in the middle of the trip. Um, but my favorite part of this post was her summary. She said, memories made, countless. Cost of the entire trip, priceless. 
And then she urged everyone to get out there, enjoy the journey, because you only live once. And isn't that the truth? And that's it for me this week. I'm Wendy Boyer, and I'll see you over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. Well, that's it. I, I look forward to this every week. Wendy always has lots of fun things to say. And we do appreciate when somebody does a long trip or a short trip, and they take lots of pictures and they document it for all the rest of us who probably always wanted to go to that place or didn't even know about that place. So it is so helpful when people have a passion to share what they're doing and what they're seeing and help the others want to go there too. If you're interested in learning more about it, just uh, check it out. Uh, go to rvlifestyle.com slash Facebook. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about RV rallies, why you need to attend one. Stay with us. As you may know, Jennifer and I bought some land near Nashville, Tennessee. Now, for us, it was the antidote to crowded, expensive campgrounds and the end of worrying about reservations. It's a gorgeous area with friendly people, and it has been such a pleasure. The same developer has some new property in horse country coming up near us for sale September 2nd. It's called the Reserve at High Forest. Big properties, five to 67 acres. You can build a house, a cabin, or RV year-round. Prices start at $89,900. It is your property, your way, 100% ownership. And the scenery in this part of Tennessee, it's breathtaking. Garden, landscape, bring your pets, build what you want. There's high-speed internet, and it is so private. It's a great place to make your home base ready whenever you want it. They're selling these September 2nd by appointment, five to 67 acre properties from $89,900. There's great financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit rvlands.net. That's rvlands.net. Welcome back everybody. And uh, the topic of the week, as we said, is uh, why you need to attend an RV rally. Um, RV, RV rallies are, what is a rally? It's kind of a gathering spot of like-minded people. And it can be built around just the general camping uh, rally. It can be organized by a club like the FMCA, which puts on two national, they call theirs conventions every year, massive thousand rigs there, uh, along with many different regional sized ones from their different club members. Same with the Escapees RV Club, they have them. Uh, and then there are just uh, clubs, uh, owner's clubs, like the one we're at now, which is uh, about um, 400 members of the Montana Owner's Club, Montana being a brand of fifth wheel. And uh, if you think it's small, let me just show you, I put the drone up. This is uh, uh, from almost from the roof of our uh, RV. This is just a partial view of how many people are here. We're camped at the uh, 4-H uh, Elkhart County Fairgrounds in Goshen, Indiana. And all of these are Montana fifth wheels. Usually these rallies are sponsored by manufacturers like Grand Design. They just had one here. And I think they had over a thousand of their owners here. <laughs> and uh, all the all of them, they all do this. Winnebago, they do like, a is, is there anybody who doesn't do this? There, there probably are some of the very small ones that don't have you know a, a large customer base, but the big ones all do it. Many times they're a specific brand, like this is the Montana brand, but Montanas are owned by Keystone RV. Um, and then uh, I think Keystone is having one for Alpine mm -hmm. owners coming up pretty soon. Uh, 
then there's a, a general one they're doing. I need, they've, I've seen it advertised for next fall for all Keystone, and that includes the many different brands that are in that massive Keystone name. So they got to try to tap that 1,000? <laughs> Grand design is a big one. So, uh, the, the, so those are those, and then there's you know smaller ones like uh, one of the bigger ones is uh, Leisure Travel Vans. Our friends who make those beautiful Class Cs up in Winkler, Manitoba, Canada, they do a big rally every year. And However, <laughs> theirs is so popular they have a, a raffle. Yeah, you just they you can't get there. They all the owners can't get in, so they you have to put your name in and they raffle you off, and uh, and that is a big rally. So you can see it could be just around there, and there are some that you know. Uh, uh, for example, I think of the uh, Overlander movement. There's a couple of big for people who like to overland, which are basically boondockers, uh, four-wheel all-terrain uh, vehicles where they camp. Some of them are just uh, trucks with a tent on the top. Others are you know uh, expedition type vehicles, but they all share that getting out there off the grid. Uh, they have two big conventions here. So special interest, many different types. And I got to say, after having attended one of those Overlander groups, they tend to be young people and uh, very fit, and they have big dogs. None I have of these never, little tiny no, dogs. No lap dogs. No we're, cat we're dogs. Dog big dogs yeah and uh, I, we really enjoyed that in fact that one was held the one we went to was held on the grounds of the Biltmore estate in North Carolina <laughs> and so we, nice. we had fun boondocking and we did that for a while and then we says you know so we even got a room at the Biltmore afterwards just to have some fun so there's just so many different different ways you can find an RV rally FMCA is a really great place to find it they have many different chapters and clubs and regional groups and gatherings as does the escapees club lots of places and boy those big ones like that they offer so much they keep you going every minute and so many options different things to choose from but if your brand of rv doesn't have a rally and you're a person that likes to organize get one going so I mentioned earlier that we're working on a video uh, that shows you all the different things that you can do here at a rally, uh, as using this Montana one as an example. But there's so much you can learn. You learn, for example, a ton of stuff. You were, there's every one of them always has seminars, and uh, just just share some of the stuff that you picked up on it. Well, I popped into uh, how do you get out of your vehicle. A bunch of the local firemen came in and put on a workshop, and I enjoyed it. Like I learned little things, basically that our little fire extinguishers aren't good for much. They only work for a couple seconds, and uh, after 12 years, they have a shelf life. You just like bear spray, you need to toss them, and there's a date on the bottom, and shaking them up good so that you know. They work when you need them and just little things like you have that escape exit window do you know how to open that window have you tried it you need to check it every now and then and maybe a little Vaseline not a whole bunch just a little Vaseline to help it sh uh, slide better but work that escape window because when the time comes that you need it you got to be able to uh, to work it you don't want it sealed shut or discovered that you don't know how to open it now they had uh, a demonstration that you actually got into they actually put smoke in an RV to show you how fast it grows and what it was like inside. Yeah, and then one woman volunteered her husband. He had to go inside and show how you have to roll out of the bed and crawl out on your but hands then and you, knees. But then they sent you in afterwards. Well, I was standing there videoing all this. And then they said, go on in. And 
it was pretty impressive looking at that yeah smoke. you can't see anything you, you, there isn't a thing you can see so it, it share the how fast it, oh every it goes. every 30 seconds a fire doubles in size so I mean I, I think often we don't appreciate fires and to think of what a, a, a rig an RV is made out of there isn't it's just flammable I mean a lot of flammable things so you need to know how to use those escape windows now, uh, there are just so many different things that you can learn out of this, mm -hmm. and fun things too. You went this morning, this morning as we were recording this, at 9 o'clock they had had an event for women called Crayons and Cocktails? What the heck was that about? <laughs> you know, my curiosity, you know, crayons and cocktails? At 9 a.m. <laughs> so I had to go see what they were making, what they were doing. I pictured a glass wine bottle or something with I don't know what I was expecting to decorate that, but I got there and it was just bring your own cocktail, meaning whatever you wanted to drink, sit down, and uh, there was a little craft to do. And I think there were about 35 women there that were enjoying that social were, aspect. Were, were any of them really drinking cocktails? I don't know. I didn't do a survey. But it was early in the morning and they were. everybody was hard at work. Well, with, why do they uh, call it cocktails? Uh, well, the woman who was putting it on said that uh, that kind of people's curiosity. It sure did. <laughs> <is. laughs> hey, honey, where are you going? I'm going to go drinking at 9 a.m. in the morning. The other girls were going to cram. But but just fun stuff like that. And uh, but you also learned a lot about the black and gray tanks. You came back and you did hand signals. I did. And not that one. <laughs> <laughs> this one just comes naturally. Stop! It's like, oh, I can't look. You know, I mean, that one. I, nobody had to teach me that. <laughs> well, but 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 what you did learn was was pretty important about uh, when you're getting into a spot when you you know that both of you should get out. Yes, uh, something we don't like to do because we're always in a hurry is <laughs> get out and both of you, if you have two people, walk around, look at that site. You know, check it out before you start backing out. And then the the person who directs uh, where they're supposed to stand. And okay, what, this what is something that on? you get after me about all the time to stand so that I can see your mirror. Because you always say that's I can see if you. I, yeah, if, if, yeah. if you can see my mirror, I can see you to give those directions. And simple things like when you use the walkie-talkie, there's a little bit of static and you lose a little bit. It's better to use your cell phone if you. Uh, want to communicate with each other the best way and few words few words few words because i you know oh i tend to use too many words yeah, yeah. so few words yeah left right stop a foot two feet good and i mean i think it's instinctive you know come on back come on back and then the stop and you know the left and the right you did a seminar i know on uh, black and gray tanks too managing your tanks yeah they said to keep the dove out of the tanks now that's important because a lot of people oh, i'm putting dove dishwater soap in my tanks and you're not supposed to do that and the experts say water 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 is your friend gray tank black tank water is your friend and it's not just the seminars and almost every rally will have a bunch of seminars yes. there, there's a driving school here it's a woman's driving school now you've been through okay. two of them so my thing is i think they call it the ladies driving school i think they should have a driving school open to whoever wants to go whether you've driven for years or just yeah. new or have it's a bit old school ladies driving well, no school i, I think know. men should feel free yeah I, I, to um you know practice backing up and things yeah like when we parked 
like these are fairly tight spots i'm still new backing up and this is 35 feet you know <laughs> so but they backed it in for me they yeah. took me to the site and uh i could i i probably should have said hey let just walk me through it but it was a pretty tight tight stuff they have and this guy just whoosh, and it was in he was right in it made me sick to my stomach he was so good yeah uh, and then for I'm, me, sitting there, I, 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 I'm sitting there slightly terrified the next thing i know is somebody's going shake at me like i must have yeah. <laughs> just you have to remember she remembers the first time i had a back into a spot at the tampa rv show this year I backed in and I cut it too short and the rear end of the fifth exploded. wheel exploded it the exploded. back window of my truck. So we've been very paranoid and about then, sharp huh? back ends. And, and then that drop in the thing. Oh, I don't <laughs> have, you have to tell everything I do wrong. But I must have looked terrified because all of a sudden something, are you all right? Are you yeah. all right? I was back in CPR class. <laughs> I thought yeah. I must have a look of utter terror on my face. But they helped you with that. And I learned yeah. something. I've had this issue with... Um, uh, on this fifth wheel and the other ones, on the skirting, they have some, I think they're machine screws, sharper screws that, that work their way out from vibration. And there's only one on this unit. The other one, I had like a whole bunch of them. But I had a guy come by, Jim, across the street, came by and he says, you know how to fix that? I said, no. And he says, get a bottle cap, like from a, a bottle Plastic. of water. And just uh, put that behind there and drill the screw into it and it becomes like a nut and it keeps it from coming out. I said, I'm going to do a video on that, and I'll do it for myself. Yeah, that was, you know, we were thinking Yeah, I thought metal. I had to get a metal bottle case. No, 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 just a, from a water bottle. Yeah. But little things like that are what, you, you know, and the friendships you make. We ended up visiting with he and his wife uh, and their little puppy last night, and with Bo, we took a walk, and you make so many good friends, and they all have the same brand RV you have, so I can say things like, the only thing I don't like about this is the mattress is really hard. I said, well, you got to get a medium grade. So on this new RV, we probably do need a, a different mattress. Because I find, do you find it hard? No, which is unusual. But I think I would appreciate it if it were softer. Okay, well, we'll work on that. Okay. But uh, so, so rallies are everywhere. Educational seminars, just fun stuff, photos that you can take. You learn about new places to go. I mean, we had a new, I don't have my phone with me. Listen. I should we had a new place that uh, was suggested to us that we had not heard about uh, and I believe it's in Georgia near the Smoky Mountains and it's uh, it's just it's called Tolona Ridge near Jasper Georgia up there in the northeastern part of the state we're gonna check that out I mean so you hear these things from people don't be an island and an RV rally is so much fun you don't have to participate in everything but there is so much that will help you in your RV lifestyle that I think you will really enjoy it. And everybody is so friendly and welcoming. And it's nice if you can sit at different tables with different groups of people to meet more folks. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll have a video on that coming up in a couple of uh, a couple of weeks on what goes on in the rally. And there were a couple of other things that will keep us surprises that we'll show you in the video. All right. When we come back, the RV News of the Week. Stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. 
and it'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV News of the Week. And uh, we have been talking about the wicked weather almost every week. And we got another tragic story weather-related for this week. Okay, our first story is a Massachusetts man who was killed, his fiance injured, when a tree fell on them over the weekend while they were camping in Vermont. Mm. A bad thunderstorm caused the tree to fall. The couple was camping in Somerset, Vermont, which is located in the Green Mountain National Forest. Sadly, we see this kind of story about campers dying or being seriously injured when a tree falls on them during a storm while they're camping. And, uh, you know, when you get your camping site, you don't think about trees. And most of us want a little shade while we're camping. But um, there is something to be said for, I don't know, the whole tree fell. Getting out, walking around, looking for dead limbs and things like that. And then, Just looking at the limbs if you're backing up, getting in. Yeah, and, and when a storm is coming, get out of there. Get out of Don't stay in your RV. Go find a shelter. Uh, now, granted, you don't know. Storms can crop up overnight while you're asleep. But uh, sad story. Uh, yeah, we've been sad. monitoring all the crazy stuff that tourons, tourist idiots and morons do at uh, Yellowstone National Park and other national parks as well, in all fairness. But here's one involving um, tourons who did not supervise their children and allowed their kids to do some dangerous, foolish things at Yellowstone. The stories just seep coming out of there every week. The latest video that went viral was a bunch of unsupervised kids trying to feed grass to wild elk near Mammoth Hot Springs. Now, the Yellowstone just listed a warning last week, and we reported it, about stay away from, it's the rut season out there, elk can be extremely aggressive. Uh, it's all over the place when you're, when you're out at Yellowstone. They knew this, and these parents just let their kids go. Uh, cows have been known to attack people when they get too close to the young. The bulls uh, are very aggressive. Uh, nobody was hurt, but um, it was another illustration uh, that, that you just don't mess with animals and how how stupid so many people are. Uh, they shouldn't be allowed to have children if you send them in front of a 1,000-pound animal that's known to be aggressive. Crazy oh. people. Okay, we have a 76-year-old Ohio woman is in critical condition after the uh, RV she was riding in had a flat tire and crashed. Her husband was driving. He lost control after the front right tire blew and crashed into a tree. He and the couple, they had a couple dogs with them. The dog's the husband were not hurt and the couple was driving home to Ohio from a camping trip in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. And losing control of your RV after a flat tire has to be one of our worst nightmares. We, and our hearts and prayers go out to these folks. We put a story on the blog that we'll link to in the show notes for this episode. <clears throat> you find it at rvlifestyle.com slash podcast. And it will tell you how to survive an RV tire blowout. And uh, there's some very valuable advice there that I urge you all to, to check out. Uh, in... Uh, Tucson, Arizona, right outside Tucson uh, National Park, the Saguaro National Park, there was a monsoon that came through. I mean, literally blew in and uh, 
this was a couple of weeks ago and now they have gone through and they have been surveying the damage and found pretty significant uh, hundreds of saguaro these giant saguaro cactuses toppled at this national park so far the count is 400 that have been toppled and uh, either completely uprooted or lost their tops or their arms saguaro um, is the largest cactus that you'll find in the uh, united states some get as high as 40 feet they live for 150 to 175 years and uh, big damage from that storm of a few weeks ago so um, uh, that's a sad story because if you've ever been to arizona and been to saguaro you know what a beautiful park that is Okay, we have a good news story to wrap this up this week. Yeah, this is exciting. A seven-year-old girl found a 2.95 carat diamond at Arkansas Crater of Diamond State Park while there to celebrate her birthday. <laughs> what a great present yeah, that was. The golden brown diamond is the second largest found at the Poplar State Park this year. The largest found in 2023 was a 3.29 carat brown diamond. And we just love these kind of we, stories. We, we hear about this all the time, and it's the Arkansas Crater of Diamonds State Park, and uh, you got to put that on your bucket list to visit because you can actually go out and look. And every year, a couple, three times, we're reporting about people find these big gemstones. So, so how come we haven't been there yet? Um, yeah, we I don't get know. There. We do. Uh, well, maybe we'll get maybe lucky. Maybe we should have a gathering there. <laughs> yeah, you know that would be a fun place to have a gathering, wouldn't that it? That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good. All right, the RV question of the week coming up right after this. Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable adventure in your RV? Our RV Lifestyle Travel Guide eBooks are your ultimate companions for exploring North America's most breathtaking destinations. They'll help you hit the road with confidence and make the most out of your RVing experience. We're Mike and Jennifer Wendland, and we are passionate explorers and the authors of an entire library of RV Travel Guide eBooks. We have meticulously put together detailed travel maps showing you the best routes, where to stay, what hidden gems to discover along the way. From the majestic Yellowstone National Park to the vibrant colors of Colorado, the awe-inspiring beauty of Utah, the enchanting deserts of Arizona, the tranquil Great Lakes region, the pristine wilderness of the Adirondacks, We've even done a captivating three-part guide to RV travel and camping in Florida. No matter where your wanderlust takes you, we've got you covered. Our curated list of must-see attractions ensures that you won't miss out on any unforgettable experiences. You want to witness the eruption of Old Faithful? We've got you covered. Craving an epic road trip through breathtaking landscapes? We've got the perfect route for you. Dreaming of beachside camping under the stars? We know the best spots. With our eBooks available for instant download at rvlifestyle.com books, you can have the knowledge you need right at your fingertips. Head over to rvlifestyle.com books and start exploring the wonders of North America today. Unforgettable adventures are waiting. I should tell you that our next e-travel guidebook is coming out soon, sometime in the next few weeks, and it's a guide to coastal Maine. For those of you who've wanted us to visit New England and do a guide, 
We've taken all of our travels uh, in that region and we've put it into an ebook that you can follow along. Our guide to coastal Maine is coming out pretty soon. We'll let you know as soon as that is available. RV question of the week. Uh, who's this one from? All right, our first RV question of the week. We just finished our first season of RV travel and we loved it. We hate the idea of putting our trailer in storage. We did almost every weekend since Memorial Day and we got away for three week vacations in July and we loved every minute of it. We both still work and we have young kids at home so the uh, full-time life isn't for us but how can we do more? Camping is like an addiction and this is from Susan and Cody. Well it sounds like uh, Susan and Cody are still in the honeymoon phase of the <laughs> RV lifestyle. Uh, and I, we love hearing that. We love hearing how much somebody has enjoyed uh, their travel. So how can they do more? Uh, what are some of the ideas that they could do to... to it, it sounds like they, they're thinking about putting their... They said the season is over. It's not over. It's not. Well, as long as the kids aren't playing soccer and football and all that sort of things, you've got the weekends that you can go camping. Fall camping is fun. And then you've got winter camping. Yes, you can camp in the winter time. Uh, we've done been doing this for 12 years now, and I think we've introduced a, hundreds of people over the years to the joys of winter camping. So you can camp all year round. I don't, now I don't know where they live. They didn't say where they, nope, they, they live. No, they didn't but, say that. Um, but... Uh, fall camping right up through Thanksgiving then it gets pretty cold then you got to probably do some winterization of your RV but you can still camp in your camper your trailer uh, when it's cold so you can extend it um, what else can they do to maybe uh, maybe get further things they said they took a three-week vacation this year yeah so maybe they break up a week a week and a week yeah do three one week instead of one three week um, the other thing is, is, is there, I don't know what your jobs are, but is there any possibility that you could do your jobs remotely? Uh, and maybe you could stay out a little bit longer. I'm not asking you to homeschool your kids. I was going to say homeschool. <laughs> uh, but, but maybe you could uh, work out something with your boss that, you know, every Friday you'll take off, you'll work remotely, and you could then leave on Thursday or leave a little earlier than usual. Um, uh, but... Um, you just you've got lots of time to ease into it, but just don't think of it as a as summertime only camping, unless your kids have you know you can't get away on weekends the rest of the year. But uh, if not, you're going to be all excited about next year when it comes rolling around. <laughs> you're going to be so ready to go. <laughs> yeah, extend your season. That's I think the the idea. All right, that's the podcast for this week. You got a question, a comment, anything we talked about that you'd like to share or ask us a question. Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. That is our personal email address, and we look forward to hearing from you. See you next week. Happy trails.